You're listening to Think, Think, Thought, a podcast about building thinking classrooms and teaching math. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Excited to, to have both Megan and Dean with me today. Um, we're going to get right into it because here in Saskatchewan, school just started up. We're about four or five days into the school year. And what we really wanted to do today was just share how that first week has kind of gone for both Megan and Dean, since they're both teaching math. Um, I'm in a support role again this year, so I'm not so much uh, involved in that startup week, but I'm excited to hear how your week went. So, uh, Dean, do you want to kick us off and tell us how your first week has gone? Give us a little context, maybe what you're actually teaching this term. Sure. I'm really blessed to get to do what I get to do here. I have a, a grade 12 workplace 30 math class. And the nice thing about it is I've taught all the kids before. I call them my math all-stars and, and get it rolling. And uh, they've experienced the thinking classroom uh, in the past. So it's really cool to get them uh, rolling again. And I just see more possibilities for all of us to get better at it. I also teach a robotics class. And actually the first day, I gave them tasks that were going to be programming. Like, can you, how would you change uh, Fahrenheit to Celsius? And they had to think of an algorithm and then to write it on the board and think of all the steps and, and all that. And, Kids were commenting out already and stuff like that. So I'm going to infuse it uh, a lot more into my uh, robotics class too and really get kids to kind of do the planning out because that's what they would do if they were part of a job and that type of thing, right? They would brainstorm and collaborate and come together. So I definitely think the thinking classroom just is a perfect fit into that class as well. I also teach a quarter time online. And if you need to do some thinking classroom stuff with that, although it's a little bit uh, different environment as well. So uh the first week has been fantastic but uh i'm really stoked and excited about another another year uh doing this great i'm really excited to hear how your repeat students are reacting you know the second or third time through this with you but first i want to hear from megan how did your first week go i know you're teaching a wide range of math this year yeah a little bit um i am teaching kindergarten math and six seven math so kind of the polar opposites of a um, k to eight school for sure uh, however, so in Regina Catholic, we have a, um, staggered start. So we had half the kids come on, or half the kids came on Tuesday and half the kids came on Wednesday. And so yesterday was my first full day with all of my six sevens. But the weird thing with kindergarten is that they staggered start for four days because there's a Tuesday, Thursday group and a Monday, Wednesday group. So I've had, so I'll be walking in this afternoon to my fourth day of staggered start with kindergarten. So I haven't done, done anything on the boards yet with them, but I have full intentions on Monday. I've got something kind of planned and that'll be really fun. And then for my six sevens, I actually do have some uh, repeats. And then I'm actually teaching a half a course of social six seven. So I had that today and I just tossed them on the boards for fun anyways, because I was like, this is all I know how to teach. So I don't know how else I'm supposed to teach. <laughs> I don't know how to teach social, but I do know how to teach a thinking classroom. So there it is. I love that. And we know that there's so much potential for thinking classrooms outside of math, even though that's what we focus on. But, you know, hearing your social experience and Dean's robotics experience, I see those connections right away. And we have teachers we work with who are doing this in all sorts of subject areas, which is really exciting. Dean, I know you got the kids up on the boards. I saw your tweet. How did the first day go? And this wasn't their first rodeo. So, you know, how was the the response from kids who have done this before? Was there moaning and groaning or was there excitement, a mix of both? Well, the, the key thing with this is the workplace 30, like in Saskatchewan here, you need, all you need really is workplace 20 to, to graduate. So the kids that are taking this, 
they're taking this because they want to. It's almost an elective in some ways. I know it could be a prerequisite for, for some other classes and stuff, but yeah, the, the students that I have all chose to take this class, you know, in one way, shape or form. So they must have liked the thinking classroom a little bit. And in fact, uh, you know, talking to them in the past and even uh, the first day back, they were, they were right into it. And this one girl in particular, she just said, I just like the, the way we talk and we interact and that your class isn't boring and we're doing all the things that, you know, you, you, you want to hear. Like, well, there's no, not knocking other teachers here, but while other teachers were going through the outline on the very first day, I had some tasks roll in. I said, hey, you guys have been sitting on your butts all day. Let's go. I have one girl in my class, she goes, oh, can I sit down for this, right? And I had her last, but she's pretty good. So really, the, ki- the kids are, for the most part, positive about it. They understand. And yeah, they, if they didn't, if they really didn't like what was going down, they wouldn't have signed up for it. So for me, I, I call, that's why I call my all-stars and I'm so excited about getting into it with them and try new things that I know we'll talk about later on, but I really want to get better at doing the note-taking and I really want to get better at figuring out how I can use assessment, do it more effectively, you know, that type of thing. But super stoked about this group. I, it's, and I just, it's, I think it's going to be fantastic. And I think I'm going to really learn a lot and grow. And I got a nice group of students too, that give me feedback. So they'll, they'll call a spade to spade and that type of a thing. So yeah, I'm really just so stoked about, uh, this semester with, uh, this one class particular, I think it's going to be fantastic. Like that sounds um so cool to to have kids who have the metacognition to like understand like what is working and like what's not working right because I think that like if you can have that those things like the notes taking and the check your understanding questions and all of those things just become so much more easier because kids really have that good understanding of like how they want to learn. Great, agreed, hundred percent. Yeah, and they're they're developmentally maybe more ready to be able to to give you that feedback from a constructive way rather than the, I don't like this or whatever the case might be. So I'm excited to hear how that develops and how that goes. Megan, you have some of your class was with you last year, not just a thinking classroom, but with you last year. And then you've got some who definitely weren't. How did the startup go with Yeah, so for the six, seven, so like I said, there was a staggered start. So, and I didn't have, I wasn't supposed to have them on the very first day. And then I was going to have them for 40 minutes the next day. And then I walked to the teacher because I'm like his only prep teacher because because math is your whole prep, right? Which is which is also strange being a math prep teacher, but I love it so far, so that's good. Um, so I I just went there and then said, hey, instead of doing like nothing and forty, could I do like twenty and twenty? And they're like, okay. And same thing as you, where like everybody's talking about procedures and everybody's talking about this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, let's do a task. And so then I did the hundred numbers where they had to like circle the numbers one to one hundred, and there's like um, a like competitors. But, and I don't know if this is in the actual lesson plan, but, but I put the numbers, like I put the numbers upside down just to mess with them a little bit more. I thought, yeah, like this will be fun. And so that was kind of like interesting. And then we just talked about like what made this easier and how patterns were important. And then yesterday I actually had them for 90 minutes, which like six, seven, like that's, that's like a 90 minute math class is pretty long, right? And so I kind of like warned them, like I said, listen, guys, I won't make you stand for the whole like 90 minutes that often. But I said, we will stand for 60. And we stood for 60 minutes yesterday. And to be fair, they were pretty good. But the funny part was, was that I gave them a task my four fives did at the end of last year. Because I thought, okay, four fives, which were some of my repeats, some of my fives are now my sixes. I gave them the four fours. 
And so I gave it to them and then I always start the, the four fours. Like you just, um, um, the answers are one to 20 and you can only use fours, but you can use anything else. And then I loved walking up to them because one group, I walked up to them and they had solved all of them. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you. And then, and then like this one boy, like was like, she always forgets. She's always forgetting things. Just like, so like you guys know, like she's always going to forget things. Devastating. I will always forget things. I'm like, I'm really sorry, guys. I'm so forgetful. I'm like a goldfish. I'm so sorry. But it was kind of cool because even though those kids did that task like three, like three months ago, they were still in it, which is kind of cool about how like a task, like how short their like memory is too, but how they knew this was coming and yet they still went there. Right. But there, but there was some kids. It's it is an interesting beast. Six, seven, I think, and just like that, like middle years grade, because there's so much of those social dy- dynamics of like really big personalities or very like quiet and reserved students. And it was interesting trying to, like, that's one thing I really want to focus on is like how do I engage those students? Because I have I had a couple girls who were just like standing back and they were like back bent, and they didn't want the marker and they didn't didn't want anything. And and I was essentially like, hey guys. I'm going to give you the grace to do that, but I want you to know that eventually I want you to try to get out of your comfort zone. It's okay, whatever you're comfortable with, but there will be a point where like, if you feel any inclination to step in, I want you to step in and like having those conversations. Cause I didn't necessarily have to have those last year with the four fives. They were more eager. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. That's great. Yeah. I, I love that the oops I forgot was part of your first day and that there's a reputation around that you just forget things. Kind of like how Jared told us in his first episode that his kids all think he lives the most interesting life going to the moon and everything, right? But uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I ran a PD session, professional development session with about 150 different teachers in our school division. Split in half, Megan, you were at the smaller half. Uh, and, and the first thing we did, first day of teachers working and getting professionally engaged was they stood up, they got a task, they got a card, then they worked on it, right? And and that really helped set the tone for the morning and the afternoon. Just like we do with our students, this is how we're going to kick off. And this is this is the tone. This is what we're going to be doing and sets that expectation. Was everyone happy about it? Absolutely not. <laughs> but uh, they all met somebody they probably didn't know. They were working on math, they were engaged, and then we were able to get into the new resource that we were kind of rolling around in vision. So it worked out really well. What I want to talk about now, if it's okay with both of you, is what are our hopes and dreams for this year in our thinking classroom? Like, what are we going to focus on? Dean, you kind of alluded to some already. You want to kick us off? You mentioned assessments and notes already. Yeah, for sure. They can say they, the students, like, from day one, they were into it. The two activities that we did were, I did a thing where you got to calculate how many handshakes there were. Everybody had, had gave one handshake and stuff. It also took that kids going around shaking hands and counting it. And that's kind of what I was hoping for. One group would maybe start to do that and kind of get to know each other a little bit. And then we also did the kayak activity with that too, and to just to get them kind of, like, I don't even know the answer to the kayak one myself. And I told them that, but just to say, well, then you say something, oh, we can do that. Well, I didn't say you could it. Right. And it's kind of like what Megan was saying, like, oops, I forgot. Like, you know, when you give that task, you can kind of keep it open-ended and then they think they got it. Then, oh, I'll have you thought of this. And then you yeah. made well, well, lava. Why you didn't right? close that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. That was really going. So I'm getting better at that. So better improve on that. But definitely my my two big goals, like I mentioned, is I really want to be able to like when we do the consolidation piece. And I know Megan has been doing some fantastic work with it. Is how to help these students take their notes to help remind their future forgetful self. 
I have graphic organizers and I've used those in the past and I've had some different templates and stuff, but I really want uh, to make that part of the process uh, a little bit. Like I still have some kids like they're just kind of sitting there like, okay, that was kind of neat. And I just want them to like, no, but you can look at all the stuff. You guys made your own notes. Like they're still used to having that direct instruction and copying off the board that that's one skill that they really lack is to like, okay, yeah, you know, I saw what he circled there and what he said. I need to write that down. That makes sense to me. So when I see that again, I, I can make that connection. Or if I draw that little diagram or however they, they learn the best, if they, you know, I, I just need to get better at that and make that a, a more of a focal point, which I also think would lead into my other thing, which would be assessment. You know, I did some group assessments and then kids were like, what? I mean, we can work together on this? I go, well, yeah, well, that's what you're doing to learn all the time, right? You're in your groups, you know, figuring things out. Why wouldn't you harness the knowledge of your group? Well, that's not how it's done. Like I, I write a test. Well, no, that's, that's okay. Just because that's what it was done doesn't mean that, you know, we're not going to acknowledge different ways to learn and to assess and, and all that. And last year I tried, and I wasn't as successful as I'd wanted to be, but I made a rubric and I went around to kids and I was checking when I heard things and I, it was, it, it was, I didn't get what I was like hoping for in some ways. Like I was hoping, oh, I'd have a mark for every kid, like to put into the grade book or whatever. But more importantly that I heard every kid and I was able to train myself like, oh, okay, yeah, they got that, right. They're at intermediate or, oh, they, they nailed that. They're an expert at that already. And then going back and like, oh, last time I checked that kid, it was a beginner. Now, yeah, they're, well, they're intermediate. Now they, they made that connection rather than that just one snapshot thing. And, oh, they're just beginner, right? Showing that the kids that like, hey, I had a beginner for, but now you're intermediate. And uh, I really like to see the progress. I like to see the progress you made. And I want you to go for the goal. Like, go, go see if you can become an expert in this. So, that's one thing I want to get better and then see, like, I know we have to still report out numbers and grades and that. I still have to figure out how to do, do some of that together. So it's there, it's still in its infancy, but uh, I have a lot of work to do with that. So yeah, you great people are always invited to come by. I'll, I'll take any suggestions or ideas or, or whatever. That's the beauty of this too. It's, it's, and the kids see it too. The kids see that I'm into it, that I'm trying to learn and that too. And they see that I'm a lead learner with it too. And I think that's why a lot of kids buy into it because I'm upfront with them, just like Megan's upfront with them. And I think when they see that you're authentic uh, with it and, and that, and my kids suffered uh, like academically or curriculum wise by doing it, they realize that too. In fact, maybe they got the same mark, but they, their love of math and working with other people grew. And that's, that's the the key key part with this. Like these grade twelves, when they leave this class and they go into the well, they're already in the real world. I hate the real world thing, but when they start going that, I think that the skills that they're learning in this class with collaborating with people and and acknowledging other people's ideas and and staying their own, I think that's the best thing we can we can teach them. Right? The, you know, if they memorize and mimic the math, that's gonna plateau. But this it goes beyond. So super excited and yeah um uh if anybody's listening out there when i uh uh connect with me and have some ideas I, i'm all ears for sure yeah that's great i i, I kind of wonder too dean you know given your context kids are in high school they're in your classroom you're doing notes to your future forgetful self all that different pieces 
I wonder if there's a, a challenge you're going to face just because they're going to move to their other classrooms where maybe they're doing notes in a more traditional way. And it's hard to rewire them, get them thinking that way when four out of the five classes they take in a day are doing it one way and you're the outlier. Something just to chew on. I don't know what to do with that idea. It just popped into my head. Yeah. Uh, and, and the assessment piece, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle, but I am excited about some of the work we've been getting going with our school division, talking about assessment in high school specifically, and, and starting to talk more about the outcomes, the learning objectives, all those different pieces. I think that's shifting us to the right direction and you're leading the charge there. So I'm excited to pop by and, and not help, but watch and learn from you too. So, um, Megan, uh, what about you? You've, you've had a lot on the go here. What, what's your focus for this year as you do both kindergarten and grade six, seven split at the same time? Yeah, well, um, I have a few focuses. Like, um, obviously, this I'm just waiting for my ethics to be finalized for my uh, thesis. So I'll, I'll be doing my data collection this fall, which is all about like power power disruption in my six seven math bus, which is kind of like so that's like a side goal that will always be forever present in my classroom. But I think in the six sevens, I want to like I want to start. Well, first of all, I think it's cool that you and I didn't get to use the toolkits like where there's just two because we've done this for a year now so that we don't have to go through four toolkits. It's just the two toolkits, which is kind of fun, right? So I'm excited to kind of jump in deep with that because I found that last year, even though I had taught it to so many teachers, I hadn't really done it myself. So I was still kind of going through some stuff and I jumped the gun on a few things, but I'm excited to work on just the two toolkits instead of the four. And like up and then do it that way. But I think my big goal for the six sevens is to work through Peter's new notes, and I'm excited to really dig dig deep into that. And also, I'm really excited to like focus on like what kind of rich and deeper, um, I guess, metacognitive assessment things I I can get get into because I'm used to the four or five and the younger ish grades, and obviously I've taught the older grades, but I didn't teach them in a classroom. So I'm excited to see like how far can I push these kids? Like how far can I take it? And for the kindergartners, well, I actually have uh, students who are um, high needs and they actually have two aids in their room. So I have some kids who are like nonverbal and some kids. So my big goal for them, well, number one for all of them is just to believe they are mathematicians and just have a love for math and to see how far I could push academically while also still making it play-based on using lots of manipulatives but i'm really excited to see the social growth in these kindergartners because i think every day being together on the boards is gonna do a lot for their social skills and i'm really curious to see for these intensive needs students like what kind of things can they do when we um um incorporate them into our classrooms yeah so that's probably mine and then I don't know. Oh, and then also I'm going to do what Nat Banting does actually, which is calling all of my students mathematicians. I think that's going to be like a cool theme throughout is so that I'm calling everybody my beautiful mathematicians. I'm not doing hey there math mathematicians like Nat does because I don't have high school kinders and six sevens. You're good I'm going to be calling. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to be like, hello, my beautiful mathematicians. Or like when I taught social this morning, I called them my beautiful um, world changers. Look. So that's my goal is to just always call them my beautiful mathematicians because I think that that's just going to get them into the head of like every day we're doing math here in mathematician. And I think it'd be so cute for the kinders to like hear that forever. Wouldn't that be so adorable? I love it. Until in grade eight, they always hear it. 
that, like that they're like mathematicians. I love it. And I love that you're focusing in on this idea of the math mindset, maybe from Joel Bowler's work or, but you know, beyond obviously, um, and making sure kids see themselves in math, enjoy math, all those different pieces. I, I stand by my belief that if we can get kids to like math, like being in that class, that's going to be a better indicator of future success in math. So excited to see how you kick that off with kindergartens. Yes. And I know Dean does good work for that already. I actually call my kids like the math all-stars in that too. And I uh, told these guys, like one of my goals is that when you graduate and you're done, you become, a you know, you like one of the most, and we've talked about this before, one of the things that we fight is that at home they hear, well, I can't do math. I'm not a math person. So the kids think that they can't be a math person. And I said, this is one of the goals of this class is exactly what Megan just said. When you leave here, you know, you are a math person and you can do math and Math is all around us. We do it all the time. Like we carry our math everywhere, right? So that goes from kindergarten all the way to grade 12. Uh, we keep doing that message to these kids and they realize they are mathematicians. It's, it's a, it should be a continuum. They should hear that message throughout the whole thing. Megan, I think you're, you, you're, that's a fantastic point you made. Sorry well, that. I, well, but also to be fair, this is truly a uh, Nat Banting thing. However, he does it, I think, more tongue in cheek too, to be there, like, hey, because he teaches like a high school. But I just thought, man, like these, like, because yeah, like I just think these five year olds, yeah, they are like mathematicians. That's what we're doing every day. And it would be really cool to be like, hey, they're like, or, hello, my beautiful mathematician. So everybody's hearing that all year, no matter the M grade, what I do, my sing, I'm going to Winnipeg in. November, I'm calling them my beautiful mathematicians. They will be a bunch of teachers. My beautiful mathematicians, everybody this year. I love it. Um, cognizant of time, we want to keep this episode nice and short. We've got some really good interviews lined up for people to listen to in the coming weeks um, and hopefully months. Uh, we're still working on that long-term plan. But uh, just wondering if we can offer up some tips or tricks for a teacher who's maybe kicking off their school year. I know we're probably late compared to most of the rest of the world, but Something that would apply to starting your school year for someone who's getting started with Thinking Classroom. What's your number one tip to get started? Megan, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I can. Um, my, I guess my my number one thing would be something that happened like yesterday, which is just be okay if the kids aren't like, it's all going to be perfect right away because nothing ever is. But you, you just have to wonder um, what is the other thing or what is the alternative you would be doing? Because that's something that even like yesterday, like I was like, oh, like they're not like I'm pinned to it. But then I realized that they had so much work on the boards from literally 60 minutes of work. And I was like, you worked for 60 minutes on the first full day that everybody's been here. That's crazy. Never mind. I was great. So maybe just take a step back to like realize what it is. Also for the kinders, though, I actually am doing this thing, which I'm which I am so excited about. Which is, I have putting baggies for every group, which have a um, a marker, a marker, and then any um, manipulatives they might need. So that's just a good like hack I found this week for the Kinders is having a little baggie that all the groups can go to, and that I'm um, I'm thinking will be great for the younger grades. What what about you, Dean? Well, it's, it's funny because that doesn't just stop at kindergarten. Everything you said goes all the way up to high school too. Yeah, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Uh, I, I'd say a, a bad thinking classroom experience is better than any direct <laughs> math uh, lecture thing that you might want to do. So, uh, you know, that's part of the learning process. And the kids need to see that too and see that you're okay with it and that too. Then they're going to be willing to take a risk too. And then, yeah, all the management things with 
having the markers ready and getting the cards back and all that. You know, one other little thing that works for me, actually, I, I did it today with the kids too, a little bit to start off. It's just even having many whiteboards and do an individual thing, sort of used to writing on the whiteboard. So I used something I saw in that betting's uh, blog and they had just said, pick a number. What number do you think between one and a hundred uh, has the most factors, right? And even like, this is grade 12 and like, oh, it's a factor. You're eight, you know, because they don't hear it all the time and all that. And then just embrace that and, and go with it. And I didn't tell them what was right or wrong. I just went around and some kids were drawing like graphic organizers, some, you know, and some guys were doing little trees and, and this and that. Some kids were just, and then I said, well, write out words and all that. So they, even they give them a little practice individually on a whiteboard, sort of used to writing and doing that. And then when they're going to come up with the, the group, they've all got the use of the whiteboard and they get used to it. So then when they go up to the bigger boards, it's like, okay, I just take this and work with two other people. Now I have support and all that, but I, I can, I can write something on the board too. I have something to offer and it's okay if whatever it is, you know, it's my work at the time and, and that. So maybe trying a little individual thing on a mini whiteboard or I have, you know, kids writing on the desk with markers and we can erase that. I, sometimes it gives the kids comfort level and they just get used to kind of, you know, I have something to, to, to add and to do that. Cause every kid had to put something on their board. So that was, that was, that might be one tip is to try like that. Just a little bit of a change of pace to then take them to the boards. Yeah. Good way to kind of get them used to using th This is the format that our work is going to take most of the year. Uh, I think my biggest tip for anyone getting started would just be to not let the little thing that didn't go right ruin the entire experience, right? You always have that one kid who's trying to change their cards or trying to switch groups or disrupting it or whatever, but you're forgetting about the other 95% of your class that have a really good experience. So focus on that positive piece as you build your practice. That's going to take you a lot further than dwelling on those little pieces that didn't go quite right. Obviously reflect on them, find ways to improve and all those different pieces, but uh, we'll be, you'll be in good shape if you kind of work your way through it and focus on those positive pieces. Um, anything, anything either of you want to add before we wrap up this episode? Keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking, I guess. <laughs> now let's go. Now I'm super excited about, uh, this year and working with you two amazing people. Uh, the conversations we have has made me a better teacher and a better human being. So thank you. And thank you for people listening. Sure. Uh, it's great. We hope that, yeah, you know, you're picking something off and it helps your kids because that's what this is all about is helping students. So thank you and God bless all of you guys. I love that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, hopefully, you'll join us uh, on our next episode. Bye, guys. Cool. Thanks for tuning in to Think, Thank, Thunk. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss a new episode. And as always, keep thinking, keep thinking, and keep thunking.